Do you remember this? I remember watching Lion King, but I don't remember everything about it. I just know. Oh, wow. My colleagues are saying, like, don't do it, Ayanda. Don't sing. Don't sing. You know when someone takes their hand and uh, sort of go, takes it across the neck and you have to say, uh-uh, uh-uh, quit it. I know I'm not loved in the studio. I know I'm not loved, but I shall be strong. All right. Uh, the circle of life that is, of course, the Lion King song. If you have children or you once was a children, you were once a children, you will remember the song. Young Lions, and I'm talking about young lions in the truest sense of the word, ne? not the ANC young lions. I mean, the real lion cubs. All right. We're talking about our little ones now in the family dynamics section of the show. Uh, just taking a look at Matt that concern our family and their well-being. And uh, it was a song that's much ado about jungle life, né? about uh, being out in the wild, about surviving, about survival of the fittest and all of that. And that is because in today's installment of Family Dynamics, we're talking about kids' survival skills. Now, as parents, I know we try as much as we can to protect our children from danger, seeing and unseen, we protect them from absolutely everything. I mean, it's getting cold now, and my kids always kick off their blankets. So in the middle of the night, I'll wake up at like midnight and just make sure, Guti, you know, the blankets are still on them like they're supposed to be, that they're tucked in nicely. So so that's how pedantic we can be as parents. But unfortunately, we do not have some of the skill sets that are needed to really give these kids practical survival skills. What to do when bitten by whatever insect, you know, where to go if they're ever in a situation that um, leaves them vulnerable. So what if I told you that there was a place where you can take your kids for them to learn those critical survival skills and help them to overcome life-threatening conditions? I mean, I suppose we can't exactly escape the fact that we live in a high-tech world and uh, that our children are mostly glued to some or other screen. If it's not TV, it's a game console uh, or a laptop or a tablet. But uh, whenever possible, I suggest that we expose them to the great outdoors and that we equip them with the necessary skills that they need in order for them to survive should they get lost or ever find themselves stranded. God forbid it happens, but let's be prepared, whatever the case may be. So with me now is the founder of Kashani Rangers, Ian van der Feifer. And Ian is a specialist, uh, special interest in wilderness survival. And uh, he loves sharing his considerable knowledge about uh, the bush uh, with the wilderness enthusiasts, especially children. He has uh, completed several survival courses, including the survival course by Wildlife Campus and the basic and advanced survival course. Ian, a huge pleasure to have you with us. Hello and welcome. Hi, thanks. It's a pleasure to be here. Mm. Tell me a little bit about Kashani Rangers. Is it similar to uh, Girl Scouts, Boy Scouts? Yes, it is very similar to that. I started it a couple of years ago with what exactly what you just said in mind. Mm. There's lots of kids out there that never get a chance to go outside. They're sitting in front of a screen the whole day. They, We've basically built a prison around us as we live these days you can't send your kids from one house to the next without worrying about them they can't even go to the shop on their own and Mm. it's a society that i'm afraid we've built for ourselves so what i've done is i've tried to create an area where you can send your kids where they will be safe and they'll be looked after and there i can provide them with the outdoors yeah and in the outdoors they will learn the little things that you can't learn at home, like we used to, what, about 20, 30 years ago, making a fire, um, just sitting in the dirt, sitting around the fire at nighttime, telling stories, 
cooking marshmallows, just getting a bit. Stalk the lantern. Stalk the lantern. Uh Catching frogs, chasing insects. (laughs) Uh, And if you're brave enough, eating a worm. So it's a lot of fun. Yeah, okay. Uh And in the fun, we learn a couple of vital skills should anything happen to you. And um, just learning the basic of building a little shelter so that if you're stuck outside, even with your parents, you can Mm. say, listen, Dad, it's getting late. It's getting cold. We need to find a place to keep warm. Mm. We must do this. We must do that. You must build a little shelter to get out of the wind and then make a fire. Let's look in mom's handbag. Mom's handbag has got a huge amount of flammable things inside there. <laughs> Mom doesn't know about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you go and look inside there or anywhere around, just having a little bit of opening up your mind to what's there and yeah. what they can be used for, not just what it's stated. So for a belt, you can only use it as a belt. Mm. Um Cotton wool can only be used for cleaning your face. Meantime, it's lovely for starting a fire and filtering water. Yeah, you know, Ian, something else that's quite important, other than the fact that it's just nice and good to get our kids outside for a change, the great outdoors, for me, you know, uh, opens up a world of creativity for these ones and innovation. And if you think of it this way, you know, the the next skill sets that are absolutely fundamental when kids are uh, are grown up and they need to find jobs, etc., will be the ability to innovate, the ability to think uh, creatively, you know, uh, design thinking, etc. So when you're outside you're forced to find creative ways of doing things you know a stick is not a stick like you said you know Um, and you can use it as a sword you can use it as a fishing rod or whatever the case may be so just to also make sure that your child is able to think out of the box exactly and and let them be creative yeah because there's so many different ways to start a fire but I will give them one example And then I will give them a few different tools and they must improvise. So I will watch them build their own things and little shelters. I'll say, you need to make a shelter for tonight. This is what you've got. Use whatever's around you and then work with that. The the facts that that need to be done is you need a place that's going to be warm Mm -hmm. and you all need to fit in it for the night and just go for it. Use what is around you. There's no no. You know, there's not a no. You can't use mm-hmm. this. You can't use that. Because in a survival situation, you can use whatever you find. Mm-hmm. So the kids will build and they'll become creative. And as they are building, I'll give them little guidelines as to, okay, now you put the, the, the palm leaf facing down. So if it does rain, the water can run off the leaves instead of being ah. captured by the leaves. And then build a little place inside there to keep the cold off your body while you're lying down. And then you don't have to build a big double-story house because the lower the roof, the more the heat is kept in. Mm. So small little things like that, I will give them advice while they're going, but I'll allow them to be creative. For filtering water, I'll give them a bottle. They can go and fetch dirty water down by the river and they must filter it themselves. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing the amount of different ideas they come up with. And I also learn quite a lot from the kids. Because sometimes they come up with things that I've never thought of, Uh and it works. I love it. I love it. There's also a great sense of personal accomplishment, I can imagine. You know, a little bit of independence that they, and look what I built, look what I put together. Yes, and it's a lot of motor skills that they, they learn while being outside. 
a few of the kids that I've had over the years, some of the kids have been to my camp seven times. Wow. And just watching how they grow each time. The first time he'll come along, and because the kids are not used to walking on uneven terrain, they're flimsy and floppy, and their balance is really bad, so they're falling all the time. And parents are very, very worried that kids are going to get hurt. But mm. growing up, one does get hurt. And it's not like, okay, they've broken their arm or it's it's a vital injury. It's a little scratch here, a little bruise there. We tend to it. And if you don't faff around it, they get over it very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. I've had one kid who has cut himself 11 times on one camp. Oh, my Because gosh. I allow them to bring pocket knives with. <laughs> oh, my word. And I teach them how to use it safely. Yeah. When growing up, I was like five when I got my first pocket knife. Now today, I've seen teenagers of 15, 16 have never been allowed to have a pocket knife. So when you give them a knife and they work with it, they're clumsy mm-hmm. because they, they've never been taught. And some of them are too scared to use it because mommy won't let them. Mm. So you give them I'm a few mom. minutes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So the last camp, the kids came and they, they, it was the first time ever they had pocket knives. So they're very, very excited. And therefore, I always sit them down and give them a strict set of rules yes. before the time. And then we watch them as they go, myself and my assistant. My assistant is my 12-year-old daughter. Mm-hmm. She's been on camp since she was five years old, so she knows everything inside out. And we will explain to them, use your knife in this way and that way. If you cut yourself, you come to me, we patch it up, and then you carry on. So we've had minor little cuts. Mm-hmm. And then this same child who had cut himself 11 times on his first trip, by the time he had been on his seventh trip, he was handling a knife like a professional. I love it. I love it. I do. We're going to take a quick break now. And when we come back, just a few things that I want to touch on. Number one being the, the number of days that the kids will be away for the camp. Is it a, a once-off, maybe week thing? Or is it over a couple of weeks or days? The age group of the kids that are welcome there. And I love it. You mentioned your, your daughter, which means boys and girls are allowed. Because I think the girls could do it. Some safety tips as well. Listen, we also can do the things. It is, um what now, 14? Oh, 14 minutes at 2, 3. And we continue this conversation after that. Reason to be cheerful. 1 to 3 p.m. Ayanda Ali Payne on SAFM. Look, I can give you a couple of reasons to be cheerful when you take your young ones to Kashani Rangers. Number one, maybe they can get off your back and make their own uh, cereal in the morning or breakfast. Uh, They can keep themselves occupied. You know, for the number of times that my kids come and say, Mommy, we're bored. You know, if I had a rand for every time, they said I'd be a millionaire by now, you know, a millionaire. Mommy were bored. So now they can learn how to keep themselves occupied outside and then they'll use some of those survival tools now that they don't need them because they're not in any danger, but they can use them to actually be productive and play and do things and be creative uh, outside for a change. So we continue this conversation with the founder of Kashane Rangers, Ian van der Feyfer. Ian, let's talk a little bit about um, logistics. How many days are the kids with you on camp? Okay, I've got a number of different courses. Uh-huh. I've got every month I've got a day course. So it's either a Saturday or a Sunday where the kids can come from 10 a.m. to 4 o'clock. And then we go through the basics of everything. Yeah. 
We take them for a nice long walk to give them a bit of exercise. I show them also a bit of plants, what you eat and what you can't eat. Just basically by using your sense of smell, mm. it's an indicator of, okay, this plant really stinks. We don't touch this. And looking at the insects, this one's brightly colored. You can't eat it. It's got warning signs. And then basically making bows and arrows, a few traps and stuff like that. So the, the day one is nice just to get your kid out. And what's nice about the Heckport Machalisburg area is there's a lot of restaurants for mom and dad to go visit while you leave the kids with you me. You just read my mind. I <laughs> promise you. I thought, hmm, why could I get out I know there's a spa in that area as well. There's so, a few yeah, spas, there's a yes. few spas there. So you can drop off the kids uh, between 10 and 4 and then go and do your thing. Yes, and for those adventurous parents, you're welcome to join. So if you are a little bit worried, you're welcome to stay. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have a little place there where you can have coffee and that at LJP Tourism. Mm. And then you can stay or you can, you're most welcome to join your child yeah. and grow with them. Help them make the fires, help them take tracks, help them build um, bows and arrows. It's all part of, of being there with your child, doing, doing something, something different, different together, with your building child. Building memories, yes. right? And then I've also got a weekend camp also once a month. So that is from Friday 4 o'clock to Sunday 3 Mm o'clock. And that's a family outing. So you can just send your children. And children can be from 8 years to 18. Okay. If the children are younger than 8, I would prefer a parent to join as well. So say now they're 6 years old, I would like the mom or the dad or both Mm -hmm. to join because I need extra eyes yeah. at that stage. And oh, they're young you and do. they might not want to sleep alone at night. Mm. So that's a that's a bit of a young age to sleep out alone. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, then we do everything in much more detail. And then I've also done a couple of ladies' camps. So if your moms want to go out and they want to learn a bit how to survive, if your car breaks down, you're stuck out in the middle of the bush, it ends up to be mom who looks after the kids. Mm-hmm. So why does mom not have these skills? It's a very pertinent question right yes. there. I tell you that. I tell you that. Because some she of us can't even change the time. She needs to know how to look after those yeah. kids. And the stuff that you have in your handbag is a survival kit on its own. Mm-hmm. And then I also do survival classes for schools, uh, team building classes. So groups get divided up into different teams. They get different tasks to do, all survival related. But I don't give them all the same tools. So the inside all this excitement of building things, they need to learn how to communicate. Mm-hmm. And then you can see whether they're willing to share or not. Because, for example, some teams I will give a flint. Other ones I'll give a magnifying glass. And others I'll give a broken lighter or one match. <whistles> so they have to start the fire with these. And then sometimes... <laughs> You start the fire and the match doesn't work, then what are you going to do? You have to go and ask your neighbor, and this is your bartering skills. Okay. And then you might have one match, but you might also have a piece of cloth which is used for the filtering, which the other team is not given. So how do you negotiate that? Yes. So I don't tell you what everything is for. So you'll have to see, okay, I've got something that the other team doesn't have. Maybe I can borrow his flint and I can give him my my um, cloth to filter the water. I love it. I absolutely love it. Do you do kiddies parties as well? I do. I oh, do survival fantastic. parties where the kids 
can come out. I can use different locations. So I can use a location in Machalisburg called Melon Rouge mm -hmm. where the kids can come out. I take them into the bush. There's nothing there, just me and the kids. Parents can join if they want to or they can sit and have coffee and cake and um, enjoy the, the restaurant while I take the kids down. And then it's normally from about 9 o'clock to 12 o'clock. Mm -hmm. So it's not a whole day and then the kids can go back home and enjoy mm. the rest of their party with their friends. I love it. I think it's a fantastic idea. Now, Thank tell you. me a little bit about the ratio, girl-boy ratio. Are we still seeing that a lot more uh, young boys are interested in this as opposed to girls? Or are things changing? I think things are changing. Yeah. I'm finding a lot of young ladies coming. Yeah. Um, small girls. And... They do pay a lot more attention to the finer details. Yeah. <laughs> the guys seem to be very interested in just hunting and making fires. Whereas if I look at my daughters, they will go out and pay more attention to the finer details like how to make string because we make string out of natural fibers, how to find the proper foods mm -hmm. and the berries and making Isn't things more detailed stuff. The bows and the arrows they can do. Yeah. But their focus is not so much on on the physical things as mm. is the the more intricate things. Yeah. Do you know, and, and what I appreciate is that it's not a, an ability thing. It's not a question of are they able to. It's just a question of what are they interested in. But yeah. if push comes to shove, they'll be able to do also the, 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 they'll the, have the rough and yes. tumble things as well. Yes. I mean, there's this TV show that I, I simply can't stand. I think there are two of them. It's, um, what is it? I Shouldn't Be Alive. And the other one is A Thousand Ways to Die. It's also the same as with, with Survivor. I can't stand those things because <laughs> it actually makes me go around life being so anxious, wondering what could go wrong. Yes. But I think I've been thinking about it all wrong as opposed to thinking, you know, what could go wrong and being all, all uh, um, anxious about it. It's important to equip yourself and empower yourself in case anything happens and you know that you're fine, you know. Yes. It's You've just got the a, basics. It's a state of mind. That's it. So it's when I tell people when you're going into the bush, your bush is your friend. Yeah. It's like seeing all the trees. They all have names to me because I know the trees and I know the yeah. plants and I know the animals. So they're all my friends. And if you know which ones can hurt you, you don't play with them. Mm -hmm. You go around them. And it's the same. It's like many people are scared of the bush. Sorry. Mm -hmm. um, they think a snake's going to bite them around every corner. In all the years that I've been in the bush, over the last three or four years, I haven't even seen one snake in the wild. Hmm. Because when they hear you coming, they get out the way. Because humans are much more scarier to them than anything else in the world. So, so they I hear us coming and then they just disappear. And there are a few snakes that you need to be aware of. Yeah. And there are a couple of things like I teach the kids when they're walking in the bush. You know, wear closed shoes. Mm. Be careful where you put your feet because you don't want to destroy things unnecessary. You don't want to stand on an insect when you can put your foot next to it, for example. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of the trees that we use for building our stuff is all exotic. Mm. So I teach kids the importance of our natural environment. Don't destroy what we've got for the fun of it. Mm. And it really, really irks me if somebody will go and chop down a tree for nothing. For nothing, yeah. yeah. Especially if it's one of our indigenous trees. Mm. So exotic trees are always, when I choose a location, I make sure there are enough exotic trees for my kids to use. Because a lot of them, they just want to use a knife and they just want to 
cut things yeah. and chop things. And I find this a lot with the adults. Because if I take out an adult group and you give them a machete <laughs> or a panga, you'll give them for half for an hour. You don't even have to oh, boy. look. They just chop, 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 yeah, chop, chop. Yeah, and yeah. They want to build things because it's so creative. Just building oh. a normal lean-to or a little house. Therapeutic as well. You get yes. to ah, breathe out and chop something down and yes. deal with it. <laughs> okay, Ian, uh, we're going to take a quick ad break. And when we come back, I'd love your contact details. You're with Ayanda Ali Payne. All right, this is how we wrap up a conversation. Very quickly, Ian, uh, contact details. Where do we find you? Okay, you can call me on 076-429-6739 or you can email me at Kashani Ranges at C-A-S-H-A-N-E-R-A-N-G-E-R-S at gmail.com or you can look on my website it's www.kashaniranges.com. Awesome. So if we look for Kashani Ranges, and Kashani is C-A-S-H-A-N-E, Ranges, as Kashani Ranges at gmail.com and uh, Kashani Ranges.co.za. And very quickly, your contact details, 076-429-6739. That's it. Do I have to wear khaki when I come out in the wild? No. No. <laughs> Where was comfortable? <laughs> because I've never looked cute in any khaki pants. I can tell you that. It makes me look washed. So whatever's comfortable, come through, come with your family, come with your kids and have a good time outside for a change and do something different. It's great fun outside and your kids will love it. And you can also look at um, Kashani Junior Rangers on uh, Facebook. Fantastic. It'll have all our photos of all the kids and how they're enjoying it and what they're doing. Lovely. Thank you so much for joining us, Ian. It's a pleasure. Thank you for having me. And thank you for joining us for the past two hours of the show. That's how we wrap it up, my friend. See you tomorrow bright and early for the Tuesday edition of Life Happens. Goodbye. God bless.